Hey guys, welcome to the number 209 ever episode of Wish Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. The Wizards are rolling, ladies and gentlemen. This is three victories in a row. I want to get Charlotte, and then, um, you know, they've had some key wins, you know, over the past few days. Upsetting Dallas. I thought we were going to lose by 23. Upsetting Dallas, then having a se- tying their season high in points, beating Utah. We're going to break down those games as well as preview their matchup at home tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies, who are without John Morant. So maybe a golden opportunity for the Wizards to extend this winning streak to four games. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, view, we've got a lot to break down. So let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So let's start off by recapping the uh, Wizards versus Mavericks game. Sorry, I was not able to get a recap done with this game. Just, you know, wasn't able to get time for it. Um, but, I mean, great win for the Wizards. I personally thought they were going to get crushed. They did not. Spencer Dinwiddie definitely showed, um, you know, show the Wizards, you know, maybe they could regret, uh, you know, trading him. You know, he had 33 points, four rebounds, six assists, one steal, 11-17 shooting, 7-12 from three, four, four from the free throw line. Incredible game for Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, Luca though, five turnovers, minus six plus minus 22 points, nine rebounds. Um, yeah, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals. Did not shoot the ball efficiently at all. Eight of twenty-one from the field, three of nine from the line. From the line, Tim Hardaway Jr. had sixteen off the bench, but this wasn't really that positive of a game here for Dallas. And the Wizards' defense did an incredible job. And you know, Anthony Gill did have his starting job. Um, you know, in the did have his starting role. Um, in this game, which is very interesting uh, because they were kind of running a small ball lineup. They did not start Daniel Gafford, which was expected. They instead went with a small ball lineup. Uh, you'll realize in the Utah game that Anthony Gill hasn't – I was shocked to see him play, especially when you notice what he did last game against Utah. But um, I think this is a great overall win for the Wizards. I mean, everyone, of course, is going to talk about Kyle Kuzma's 36 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 14-26 shooting, 5 of 11, 3-point shooting, 3 of 3 from the line. And, yes, he played incredible. He was a minus 2. Don't take that uh, against him because, I mean, he had an incredible game. He was making shots, um, you know, down the stretch for the Wizards. But the key to this game was one player, and it was Daniel Gafford. When Daniel Gafford was in the game, the team succeeded. It's as simple as that. He had 11 points, 10 rebounds. Four blocks, people. Four blocks. He was incredible on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. He was getting rebounds again. A double-double with four blocks. Didn't miss a shot besides one free throw. He was five of six from the line. Um, I think it's, you know, when you look at this game, you're without Christoph Porzingis. You're going to need a big down the stretch. You play a guy like Daniel Gafford, and to see him succeed like that it was very important. And to see this closing lineup, you know, I can't remember it fully off the top of my head, but it was with Gafford, it was 
with Kuzma, you know, it was with Will Barton, all these guys. Hachimura was part of the closing. It was like Hachimura and Avdia switching spots. And I think Monte Morris also took that other guard. No, Jordan Goodwin, excuse me, took that other guard spot. So this closing lineup really did a good job down the stretch for the Wizards. And when it seemed like maybe they could be out of it, it kind of led them back up. I think it was a very important game for them. Jordan Goodwin, I would like to see do more. 2.7 re- seven rebounds and six assists is good, but the efficiency, all that, uh, wasn't incredible. But I think in this game, it all came down to Daniel Gafford. And I think this game, if you just want to put a title on this game, I think you put Kyle Kuzma and Daniel Gafford. You literally just put two names. Because I think those were the key players in this game. I mean, you got to mention Hachimura as well. At 23 points, 8 rebounds. Um, 4 turnovers is a little bit unacceptable, but a plus 20 plus minus is a reason for that. He shot the ball efficiently. Hachimura is easily having a career year, in my opinion. I don't care of the advanced statistics, the shooting percentages. I don't care if they say if they say otherwise. Hachimura is having a career year. It's been uh, very cool uh, you know, to see him doing what he is doing. But, you know, the Wizards then took this to the next level. And they said, you know what? Uh, you know, the Mavericks are a one-player dominance, mostly. You know, most of their success comes off of Luka Doncic. So instead, they're like, let's go to a team that doesn't have that number one. That's just been dominating as a team. Let's welcome Utah to Washington and um, destroy them. They didn't destroy them, but the Wizards played very good ball in this game. I think, personally, this was the best overall game of the season for the Wizards. That's just me, personally. Right? Christos Porzingis, welcome back into the lineup. 31 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. By the way, as I'm going to mention all this, they're doing all of this without Bradley Beal, and he's still going to be out tonight. So this was very impressive what they were able to do. Kyle Kuzma, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. He kind of seemed to be, I wasn't able to watch a lot of this game. They just had a lot of busy things going on. But he kind of seemed to be that secondary role. The offense was running through Porzingis, and it was opening up all these other opportunities. This was the Corey Kispert I expected. He literally didn't miss a shot from anywhere. 18 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Deal, plus 14 plus minus Denny Avdia he had been going on one of the worst three-point shooting stretches of the day shot 50% from there had 13.7 rebounds three assists three steals and one block key on defense I mean three steals and one block I mean he was incredible on the perimeter plus 22 plus minus um a good efficiency as I mentioned Hachimura didn't quite do as much, but he limited the fouls. He limited the turnovers, did what he needed to do. 11 points, four rebounds, one assist, decent efficiency. All right, Will Barton didn't do as much as he did in that previous game. Jordan Goodwin literally had nine points after one quarter and finished the game with nine points. So that is a little concerning. In fact, he's going on the scoring droughts. He is still developing. I didn't expect him to come in immediately and be perfect. Um, But there are some things that we'd like to sharpen up here with Jordan Goodwin because he is an NBA roster member, and maybe he shouldn't be getting as much time if he still has those flaws. I do think he has been good on defense. He's been very good on the, on, on the perimeter. Um, You know, that showed here. One steal, two blocks in this game. You know, he he's doing very well on defense, and that's part of the reason why he is closing games for the Wizards, or at least, you know, getting, you know, closing tight minutes, you know, playing 20 plus minutes a game. But I do think there are a few things he does need to sharpen up. And if the Wizards right now, they're 7-6 and six right now, then they have a matchup against the Grizzlies tonight without John Moran. If they can win that, they're 8-6. and six. The Eastern Conference, there's teams like the Nets, the 76ers, are, that are not providing providing to the level of capabilities that people thought. And the Wizards are doing this without Bradley Beal. Once they get Beal back, I actually think this is a better Wizards team than last year. I think last year they were carrying. 
of a few players. Montrose Harrell was dominating. You had uh, Bradley Beal uh, was playing well. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie kind of wasn't a good role, but I think the Wizards have a foundation here. They're a good defensive team. They have different things that I really like. Like, I really like the fact that you have a defensive guy like Avdia that can now shoot the three ball. But then I also like the fact that you have a guy like Kispert who could also shoot the three ball, also play defense, have two perimeter wings like that that click so well, it's such amazing chemistry. Um, you know, to then have a guy like Hachimura who could get you buckets off the bench. Gafford didn't do as well in this game, still another block. You know, Daniel Gafford's going to get you a block. What do you expect? But, you know, um, but to see, you know, Daniel Gafford, you know, providing a lot um, in his time off the bench most of, most of the time of the season, for him to be a really productive player, a guy that can close minutes if needed, if Porzingis gets into foul trouble or any of that. Uh, you know, to see a guy like Monte Morris that can control the offense, nine assists in his matchup, plus 15. See a guy like Kyle Kuzma that can be, come up and be the number one scorer if he has to, but, you know, can it demote down to a lesser role and do his part. A guy like Christos Porzingis, Bradley Bill, the list goes on and on. I really like the teams the Wizards have, and I really think they have chemistry and I think this is something that they can continue to build off of and I think that is why we, we are going to preview um this Wizards Grizzlies game because I think there's a, a lot of potential that the Wizards do have um you know with this roster you know the injuries for the Wizards we're going to look at Todd Gibson and Bradley Beal being out uh, Bradley Beal is still out he's off of health and safety protocol but unfortunately he is still out he should be ready for the Wizards next matchup after this um he I mean he's got to be but the Wizards continue this home stretch you know this third straight game um, you know at home which is very good for the Grizzlies so they have a plethora of injuries they have to do with. Zaire Williams is out. Danny Green is out. Jaron Jackson Jr. is doubtful, a.k.a. out. He's going to be out. Um, I've heard John Morant is also out. Desmond Bain could also be out. He's doubtful for the matchup. I have heard some possibilities that he can't play, though. So he may be incorporated um, into this preview. You may hear a few things about him. That may or may not be a sneak peek. Uh, I have the Wizards winning this game 117 uh, to 104. Actually, before I give you that, I already did. Uh, let's talk about the starting lineups for the Wizards. Um, I think they are going to start Monte Morris. I think it's going to be with Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, and Christos Porzingis. That's honestly the lineup they've been going with for a little while now. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, Tyus Jones, there's a possibility he would go to Washington this uh, summer. He didn't. He's going to be starting. If Desmond Bain is out, it is going to be John Carter. Dylan Brooks, probably Salte Aldama, and Stephen, or probably Brandon Clark, excuse me, and then Stephen Adams. So they are missing a lot of depth in this game, which is going to be very important. Watch out for the Wizards bench players. Watch out for Daniel Gaffer. Watch out for Will Barton. Watch out for Rui Hachimura. Those guys could have a really good game with the lack of depth that the Wizards, that the Grizzlies have, excuse me. Again, I do have the Wizards winning this matchup 117 to 104. Starting off with my Coburn's catch. Um, I think the whole main thing here is to just work the offense to Porzingis. Um, you know, he didn't have his finest game against the Grizzlies. And in fact, I titled the next episode, Can He Close Games in the Fourth Quarter? However, we just saw him return last night. I think that was a little bit of an off game. We saw how crucial his offensive abilities are to this team's success. He had 31 points. And when you see a guy like Porzingis that can control the offense, um, you know, and shoot well from the perimeter and do all that, it allows other guys to get open opportunities. Corey Kispert um, had his, had his uh, best game of the season, one of the best games of his career, I may add, um, you know, really as a main role of the team didn't miss a shot. And then Denny Avdia was great, amazing on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense. And um, I think also if he does this, it will be very important because the Wizards' three-point shot will get more open, and it will need to get more open opportunities since the Memphis Grizzlies are allowing their opponents to under a 35% three-point percentage. They're eighth in the NBA in three-point three percent, an opponent three-point percentage allowed. 
surprising statement. I think it, this is a new segment. I do want to mention this. this is the new segment, surprising statement. I may, I'm going to incorporate it in a lot of my previews, not everyone, but I really do want to talk about this. If Desmond Bain does play, he will not have a great game against the Wizards, and it's not the obvious answer because he's hurt. But I do think it's because of how the Wizards play against these athletic shooting uh, against these athletic shooting guards. I'll just let you, I'll let you know. In his first matchup against the Wizards this year, Bain was Memphis's leading scorer. He had 28 points while shooting 50% from three. However, the Wizards so far this season have seemed to adjust well against these athletic scoring shooting guards. Um, because take Benedict Matherin as an example. In his first game on opening day, and 19 points was a crucial part of the Pacers' offense. In the second game they played, which was not that long after. He wasn't a huge part in the offense. was held to 11 points while shooting 36% from the field. So I think Desmond Bain, if he does play, will not play that well in this matchup. Moving on to spread time, Wizards minus 1.5, Grizzlies plus 1.5, over under 217.5. I'm definitely going to pick the Wizards, and I am still going to pick um, you know, the over in this matchup. Not by a lot, but I am going to pick the over. My spread, I'd have Wizards minus 6.5, Grizzlies plus 6.5, over under 218, and would pick the over. And I would pick the Wizards. By the way, my over-under was 218 for the Mavericks and Wizards game, and I did get that correct. I think it's the second time this year I've got my over-under correct. I've been nailing over-unders. I'll stick with 218. Fantasy Outlook. I have Kristaps Porzingis getting 55 to 60 fantasy points. I have Kyle Kuzma getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. I have Monte Morris getting 35 to 40 fantasy points. And I have Desmond Bain, if he does play, again, struggling 15 to 20 fantasy points. De- Benedict Matherin, by the way, in that match where he had 11 points at 13 fantasy points, I think Bain is a step uh, better. So I do think he may have more, maybe around the 15 to 20 range. But again, if he does play, he will be not have a good game. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I think ESPN giving the Grizzlies a 54.6% chance of winning is an exclamation point type percentage. I get that Memphis is the better team. And Washington, and they beat Washington earlier this year. They beat us. However, with when they're re, without their best player, John Moran, and probably without Desmond Bain as well, you know, there's probably their second best player without Jaron Jackson Jr. I just think that you look at a Wizards team, they've won three in a row. They've just been up 121 points against the number one seed in the Western Conference. That was without Bradley Beal, so his absence won't mean that much. I just think you got to give the Wizards a chance here. I mean, you got to give the Wizards a easy percent chance. I give them a 60% chance of winning uh, with the lack of depth Memphis will now have uh, with the injuries from star players um, that they have suffered. And last but not least, who you got? I think Kristaps Porzingis will have a very good game tonight for the Wizards. He was the main focal point in the offense yesterday, and now he's going against a weaker post-defense. Salte, Alama, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams, it's not quite the strongest, um, you know, front court, you know, to, you know, be a, to, for as a post-defense. So I think he will shoot the ball really well. I think he's going to control the pace of the game well, make shots when he needs to, and have another dominant game in a Wizards win. I'm looking at Porzingis having 27 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 50% field goal shooting, 37.5% 3 point shooting, 80% free throw shooting, 3 fouls. He does sometimes tend to get in foul trouble. If he does, I think Daniel Gaffer will be ready. And, um, also in this matchup, I do think he will have just one turnover. Again, I do want to also say watch out, um, you know, for the Wizards bench again because the Grizzlies are going to be without a lot of depth. So watch out for that bench unit. Watch out for Rui Hachimura. Watch out for Will Barton. Watch out for Daniel Gafford. Watch out for Jordan Goodwin. Kind of like the big four off the bench. Honestly, you know, they were the Wizards basically had a nine-man rotation. They put in Vernon Carey Jr. and Anthony Gill to make it an 11-man once the game was over. So watch out for those four players off the bench. I think they're going to have a very successful game um, against these Grizzlies bench. I pr- Another bold prediction, I say two of them have double-digit points in the matchup.
Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, review. Great to see Corey Kisper playing well. Great to see the Wizards playing well as a whole. Um, we're rolling right now. Let's continue this. Um, I really do think this is the this is the best Wizards team uh, we have seen in gosh a long time. I think this is a better Wizards team. I think this is the best Wizards team we've seen since 2017. And I say that because I just think overall they have a lot of the talent, a lot of the pieces to do that. And I think if you can snag a win here from an injured Grizzlies team, extend this winning streak to four wins, not have a stinker, you know, kind of lay an egg, I think it would be very important uh, for the Wizards in this matchup. And, um, you know, I think that they really have a lot of potential. Uh, Maybe not so much in the playoffs, but at least to make the playoffs and get a decent seed. to begin it again we're early on to the year but i think the wizards have a lot of potential for this roster to be very good and i think getting another win today would c- to continue this win streak to, uh, especially now on the third straight game at home uh, i think this could really help the team hope you guys do enjoy this episode did enjoy this episode if you did subscribe follow share review enjoy the game tonight and of course as always i'll see you next time peace